1: Welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. And we're here with Sheriff Tom Hodgson. There's a caller that's been waiting a caller this one been waiting patiently on the line. If you want to call Sheriff Hodgson you can at 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're live with Sheriff Hodgson.
2: Hi everyone. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, I caller. Um, so, a previous caller mentioned the Trump wall and um, that reminded me of a bit of a mystery. So Hodgson, in 2018, um, you were part of this scheme with some other right-wing sheriffs to crowd-raise money to go to build Trump's wall. It never made it to build the wall from everything I can tell. And you have a history of financial mismanagement. The state auditor cited you for misusing $300,000 of taxpayer money. And uh, one of your associates was a bad man for the cause father. So my question is, where did that money go? Is it at your vacation house in the Azores? And do you have proof that it went to the right place?
0: So do you write fiction uh, Do you write fiction books? Is that what is that the, That's the, the business most. you're in? I'm just wondering because everything you just said uh, is absolutely ridiculous. First of all,
2: I based this on caller, you, I listen article. to you and I'd, I'd
0: appreciate you listening to me. You ask me a question. Let me answer it, okay? Number one, number one, this idea that we misuse $300,000, is absolutely wrong. What the auditor found was that money that had come in from ICE. ICE, we we changed our, our accounts, and ICE put it in an old account, and it was in this old account that shouldn't have been in there. Our our, our CFO had failed to move it over to the other account. It was never spent. It was just in a different account. So you, you so, so, so it was a, it was a, it was an auditing it was an auditing error on when that's what audits are for. So okay. it, that was corrected immediately as soon as they told us that. But there was no expenditure of that money; nobody spent any of it. Number one. The the other uh, the other I can't remember all the other things you said. What was it, what were the other things uh, she was? Get money?
3: Can you read them off the paper again?
0: Yeah.
2: So, do you want? Are you, Am I on the line? No, can, you, can yeah, you
0: read them? The was, can you, you read line them line them off the, the paper, a, paper oh.
2: again? What was? What was? Okay, th- so I was basically I was reading from a WBSM article from 2018. Yep. for your reference. Yeah. Um. He started a a crowd raise. Oh uh, yeah, that. I'll, answer I'll answer that. To yep, build thank you. The Trump wall.
0: Thanks for reminding me that. Okay. Number one. Um. Thanks for the call. I appreciate there, it. There was there there actually was a um an, an account through the National Sheriff's Association. I remember. National Sheriff's Association, okay, and that was that was to, to, to raise money to build Donald Trump to wall. build to, not Donald Trump's wall to build the wall for America to keep drugs from pouring into our neighborhoods um, to secure the border and stop lawbreakers. Uh, a, poli-
1: a policy conceived by
0: Donald Trump. It's correct. Yeah. That's correct. That that actually, unfortunately, was 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 destroyed by the current administration, which which is now. As we can tell, we got fentanyl. We're losing 300 kids a day in this country as a result of just the fentanyl. Now they're making it a horse to treat it with horse tranquilizers, which is even going to be 10 times worse. You want to talk about death and to making it look like candy. My point is look, you can disagree about whether or not you think the border should be secure, and that's fine. I, I, I respect people's different points of view. I, I always have, and I always will. But I'm, I'm somebody who devoted my life to protecting the people of this county, and public safety is the number one responsibility of a sheriff. And I will not ever back down whenever I can find any way to partner with anybody in this country to keep the people of my county safe. And, and from my perspective, I've been to the border five times. I've seen what's coming across. I've seen the ranchers that had to shut down half their ranchers in Star County because of the, the, the illegal immigration that's happening. Families that have to, they can't go to their barn because they're afraid that some, some, so so what
1: what happened to the money? Um, that was the question that the caller had asked.
0: So, the money, the money that was raised, what happened was the national sheriff said, We can't, we can't, we don't have the infrastructure to have this coming in. So, they suggested it go to this independent group. I don't know who they were, I didn't, I never, I didn't know them. And that independent group ended up. In in I don't even know where the money went. Eventually, it was supposed to go to the federal government, and the, and the whole point was the federal government couldn't accept it. They had to do some kind of uh, thing that had to go through a process. because oh, it wasn't an appropriation from Congress. No, no, not right. at all. Right. Was, right, right, right. So, so, th- and we we at that point we we were out of it because we didn't have anything to do with this this smaller group. We didn't we didn't know we were, I, my job was to try to get it to go through so it could be because you 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 can't just dump money into one department in the federal government. But just just to, to follow up on Minnie Mouse's
3: question, you, you don't have it at your house, the money. No of course not <laughs> No. No. No, Minnie Mouse you waited a long time to ask you that. So we yeah. had to we had to get to the end of it.
0: Right. Yeah. So so look um, the caller can have her views and her opinions, and that's fine. Um, you know, making making those things up. I mean, obviously, by the tone of the questions, you could tell. Um, right. I'm, and again, I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm pro- she's probably not going to vote for me, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but seriously, um, I, I, I respect the fact that she she's in, if she wants to believe those things and, and she waited in line a long time to, be misin- to talk to us misinformed yeah. um or making wrongful conclusions without without basis of facts that's okay
1: she it's, waited as long in time. line
3: as they, for a loaf of bread as they do in cuba to just to talk to us
1: so um i appreciate it was nice it. Of her to be it was nice for her. 508-996-0500 good evening you're live with the sheriff
2: hello i'm back again i'm sorry i know you don't want to take my call
3: but
1: we, i did want to take we your, took call, your call otherwise I, uh, uh, otherwise I wouldn't so why, why would taken you it? open up like that lady we've been nice
0: to you
2: Oh well I just I I only I think I missed about thirty seconds of the lag. So anyway. Um but I so I might have missed it and I apologize if so, but what happened to the money you raised for the Trump wall? That,
0: That that had nothing to do with do with us. That that organization that private organization that took it over was independent of us.
2: So so you raised a bunch of money with the National Sheriffs Association and it doesn't make it to the wall? Were your donors angry about that?
0: Well, first of all, I'm one of the ones that donated, so, like, you know. Were
2: you angry? That's well, outrageous. Well,
0: yeah, because I was frustrated because I was the one trying to get get a mechanism and working with the federal government to get it so that the money could go to the federal government. And, they, and of course, as Washington always works, it's a slow bureaucracy. And in the meantime, you know, we couldn't get any more uh, support. It went to that, that uh, private entity that was doing it, and we were no longer involved in it. So it went to
1: those people who
2: ended up in prison. I'm sorry? So what? it went to those people. I can't remember the guy's name. I think, I think that's a
1: separate... Uh, ma'am, I, I know what you're talking about. I think that was a separate uh, uh, Kickstarter a or, or crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. Ma'am, 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 I do appreciate the call. Thank you very much. So um, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's move on. Um, she waited an awful long time. Well... Well, she had a question. I think the sheriff answered it. So, um, so let's move on. So, Chris is having a great time. Well, she ended, so, the man who
3: ended up in prison—I don't know his name—but some guy who ended well, up I think in prison. Was, yeah, there was a. There was a who, who, I don't know. There what was you a, talking about? There was
1: like a crowdfunding uh, effort, another, a separate crowdfunding effort where the the, the perpetrator ended up in prison because what was it was his a, name? a scam. I don't know his name either. Yeah. No one knows his name. Yeah.
3: So, um, but Tom has the money at his house. you said. <laughs> no, so, uh, so
1: anyway. <laughs> So, uh, How are you not going to win this race? <laughs> Sher- so, Sheriff, um, actually, let's talk about that. Uh, so you have the endorsement of Governor Baker. I saw an ad that you had that that uh, that's, uh, touts your endorsement of Governor Baker. I'm sure you're proud of it. He's a very popular governor. Um, are you concerned at all that Healy's uh, supporting your opponent, considering there's a plus th- uh, 30 polling advantage over Jeff Deal, who's at the top of your side of the ticket?
0: You know what? I always put my faith in the people of this county to make decisions about what they believe is best for them, and I don't think that they're going to they're going to make their vote based on uh, somebody having this or that. They're, they'll make their own decisions. Um, I have, he has Mar Healy. If she's support, if she's endorsing him, God bless her. Um, I wasn't seeking Mar Healy's uh, support. Trust me. Uh, well, but well, but the, more than yeah. that, let me just make this point. I, I I've not seen a law enforcement endorsements for him uh i've i've now uh, received both the patrolman and the supervisors of taunton pd uh the uh customs border patrol i've got um i've just received of course de- de- one of the one of the most phenomenal leaders in the democrat party the former attorney general uh, frank bilotti uh who's just completely respected widely as he should be um we have uh, uh Dayton police department um We're going to have um, Rehoboth supervisors coming in very shortly. And um, look, these people, these are people that I didn't solicit any of them. The realities are that they work in the same business I do. Um, They are in the business of protecting the communities, and they know the partnerships that we've developed over these years and um, the importance of making sure that we continue uh, to have a sheriff that's got a law enforcement background that understands the business, that's lived it, been a cop, worked in corrections before I became sheriff, and then 25 years as a sheriff. To them, that's important, as it is for me to have them as well, because that's what we do. We're all focused on reclaiming the rule of law, enforcing the law, and getting these these uh, criminals off the street and drugs out of our neighborhoods.
1: We're, uh, we're speaking with Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Uh, we're taking your calls at 508 996 Oh five hundred. So, um, Tom, um, you've been doing this now for
3: twenty five years, yes. right? Um, there've been a lot of changes in the years over the years, right? Oh, absolutely. The um, one of the things you've implemented over there um, are programs to help fill the gaps that communities can't fill themselves. Right? I mean, right. every government has a limit. You have limits, um, but some things are better done by other organizations, and you're able to take things over. I know that you do a lot with autistic children, a lot with the elderly, in terms of putting um, tracking systems a, on people.
1: I did get a hundred the seatbelt covers from your office actually, because I'm chair of the Fair Commission on disability. So right. I okay. I'd okay. To for the about that. Explain yeah, what yeah. Those,
3: are, those are those are really pretty. Neat. They're very
1: important. Yeah. So um, you I'll let you because uh, it's your it's your initiative. So I'll let you uh, explain it.
0: Well, no, we, we have we have uh, seatbelt covers that will tell. Anyone that comes up on a vehicle, emergency vehicle, comes up on a car, and someone that's suffering uh, or is challenged by autism, they will know that if they're acting out in some way, that they're not they're not being objectionable or anything else they suffer from from the symptoms of uh, of autism
3: and mark you you can dress cuz you're on the you know you're, yeah, you're just the boat, chairman you... you really know this they're, you know the lights and the sounds of yeah. sirens can really bother people with autism absolutely and could create an incident on the side of the road and you know which is true right people with autism don't remain small little kids i mean they grow up
1: yeah uh, well, okay. well yeah no it's exactly it's 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 something to notify the first responder for the not just the best intra uh, the 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 health and, and safety, of the, of the, of the person that they're, you know, the person that's being responded to, but also the first responder so that they know that this person might, you know, be um, hypersensitive to certain stimuli that might be in an an incident like that. So um, they're nice seatbelt covers. So um, yeah. yeah. And
0: and, you know, those programs that you're talking about, Chris, I mean, we we have file of life. So if emergency people come for the seniors that they can't communicate what's wrong with them, police and fire know to go to the, the the file of life uh, card that's on the refrigerator that we provide and look at all their medical history so that when they treat them, they don't create a bigger problem. Right. We've got so many, so many of those programs. We've got the youth programs where we're catching kids before they ever walk through the front door of jail. These are all critical things that the, the other, the other piece sheriff to this. And I think it's very
3: important. And, um, I know this from having been a selectman in Freetown. Um, your department budget's only so big. Even the city of New Bedford, they have limitations. You are the backup department. When some, when, it, when something goes wrong in a community and they suddenly can't hire 25 more officers in that hour, They who do they call the Bristol County Sheriff's Office? Right. The law enforcement component, of your, and, I, and I, as an example, The other night, because the kids weren't listening to Marcus and I on a Friday night, they were out rioting at the football game. Your department backed up the New Bedford police along with the Freetown police, Dartmouth police, all working in conjunction to stop something that could have gone horribly wrong. Explain a little bit more about the law enforcement
0: aspect of your job. Well, the law enforcement aspect is a very important part of the job of a sheriff because, for example, we train canine for all different departments. Um, We have guys who are assigned to both uh, local state and federal task forces full-time. Um, and that's critically important because those agencies, for example, take the, the FBI, people like that, uh, ATF, they're not in our communities every day. We are. Right. We know the players in the prisons. We are the ones that have the access. We can listen to phone calls. So that we're the best source of intelligence for them. But but So when they're out in the street... Our guys are out there working with them. They got the connections inside with us, and what it does is it increases the possibilities of identifying criminals actually before they victimize people that are in the community, but also identifying how to get them quickly if they've committed a crime. Because we know the players, we we have informants, people that have been in there, worked with us, right? So um, that's a critically important part. And yes, they've asked us to come in. With them in new Bedford, they asked us to come in and during the Portuguese feast and help out there. Right. They, they, they're constantly asking we're up at the, uh, at the, um, Mansfield, uh, center up there, uh, for, for concerts and things like that. Right. Um, these are, these are all important functions, but the, the, to your underlying point, Chris, which is really important, the sheriff has relationships with every city in town and there's so many needs, whether it's work programs, right. saving taxpayers money, painting, curbing, you know, uh, you know, painting a senior center, doing things that improve the quality of life of people, but also benefit the inmates. That's the best way to maximize the, the uh, return on people's investment for running these jails. It gives back, and everybody wins. The inmates win, and so does the public. So, so it's, it's looking at the, the operation and maximizing its ability, both for the law enforcement component. You know, if you just worked in corrections and that's all you said it was, You'd be shortchanging all the people in the community. That's my point. Right? You'd be shortchanging them all to take advantage and get the benefits of maximizing the potential of the office of sheriff and what our authority is. Why would anyone want to do that and make people less safe by saying, oh, no, we're just we're just about corrections? We're not. We're not. And you can go back and look how the sheriffs were established. We invented law enforcement. We invented it. Right? And we were the first formal law enforcement. I knew he was the problem, Marcus. (laughs) 508
1: 996 0500 is how you can get in the program. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening.
4: We are. We know the players.
1: Hello. Hi, can you turn on your radio a little bit? We can listen to
4: phone calls. Yeah.
1: Thanks. You got a question for the sheriff? Yes, I do. Okay. San X Radio.
4: Will I be able to hear him, though? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, Mr. Hodgson? Yes. Um, when we go back to the issue of recidivism, which yes. is a matter of keeping our communities safe, yes, I wonder how your little community work projects are a substitute for programs giving people real work skills and connections for paid work and housing when they are released. You've been known to just leave someone off in the middle of the night in the street, basically, oh when they're released um
0: uh-huh. and then who told you that
4: uh, yeah exactly <laughs>
0: yeah i bet they did i bet they did but that's not how we operate but go ahead it's okay
4: go ahead Uh huh. yeah so let's let's talk your about how, how you're making our community safe by preventing recidivism
0: by uh well there's because all sorts there's all sort-
4: obviously isn't happening
0: well, okay. Well, I have, I have, I can get your whole host inmates. i so will tell you it is. In fact, um, I had one stop me the other day on the street and say, "Thank you very much for everything you did. I'm going to pick up my daughter, my three year old daughter, over at the park." Um, and and uh, the programs that I was involved in there helped. Uh, we have a girl that was never. Probably she was in her fifties. Was everybody told me when I first became sheriff? She'll never leave here. She ended up after I did the spiritual retreat program. Left. She showed up when we had the choir out at uh, La Salette for the opening of the Christmas uh, thing when the choir was singing out there, our choir, and, um, and came over and started you know, thanking me about for everything. I, I said, I, I didn't do anything. My job was to set you up, set the table. It was your job to sit down and eat at that table. You chose to do it. You made the right right choices. And do you know what she did when she left and never came back? She started preaching in churches all over our county and beyond, and and I was I was at that that girl, woman's bedside right before she passed, and honestly, she was already out. I heard that she was she was she was dying, and she she wanted to see her daughter who she hadn't seen for years and years and years, and she only knew she was with foster foster care, and I went. But, and I try Hushman, Wait a minute. You're asking me a question. You, let me finish.
4: You you're asking about real work skills. Well, the real work you're skills we have. People. Okay, fair enough.
0: But, but no. But I, I was trying to address part of your your, your assertions that, yes, that were great. But let me answer the. I'm going to answer story. the question about programs. So, we have vocational programs. We have two tractor trailer simulators. We've got we've got uh, two welding simulators. We have we we do safe uh, safe um, serve. Where they get their certification so they can work in restaurants when they get out. We have reentry programs. We're tied into to um, to the jobs programs on the outside, and we we are uh, we are uh, involved in education programs, high school graduation programs. We have, in fact, tonight. Uh, we have the Inside Out program that, that we've been doing with UMass Dartmouth, where the students come over and they do their course with the inmates inside the prison. We got lots of programs. And, and that's just
4: something that a volunteer is doing, not something that you pay for. And I can't see that
0: um, wait, 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 training what, what,
4: programs are. Uh,
0: you're saying uh, we didn't pay much. for? What are you saying we didn't pay for? <laughs> for a,
4: a student to come over and teach?
0: No, 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 no. The students that are in the class, the the, the, criminal, the history class that they enroll in at the college, have to come and do their course in the prison with the inmates. It's
4: right. A, it, obviously, you're not paying for that.
0: No, we have grant. We we have grants. We pay we pay for a lot of these programs with grants. We have we have money in our in our budget that we apply for to get education programs. We pay for a lot of these programs. Of course we do. But we also have volunteers, and why wouldn't we? right that would, so we can get more programs and, and get these people exposed to different things they can do and and, and that's the, the call lady um
3: so um thanks for the call but appreciate but it but sheriff you don't really drop people off in the middle of the street in the middle no, of that's, the night that's, like that that's, the lady that's, just that's nonsense,
0: did, right? that's nonsense. so that, <laughs> right. that's the same kind of thing when we heard a lady across the street yelling with a bullhorn saying right. hey you're taking away the uh, seizure medication or falling off their bunks having seizure complete lie
3: but it's just amazing the way they'll abuse the airwaves um to put out some insanity, like you're dropping inmates off in
0: the middle of yeah, the night, in the middle of the road. You know what bothers me more than anything else? And I get it. You know, these are people trying to push a narrative. Right.
3: Uh, it, it's really pro-criminal well, You, criminal you error, know what's but, frightening, Tom, is that they want to be hired by Haru if he wins. Yeah. Those are the people who are going to be working for Haru. I
0: don't know about that, but what I do know is uh, what concerns me more than anything when people do these things is they demean my staff. Right. My staff are, are amazing people so dedicated that they've, they've done something that most sheriff's officers in the, in the country couldn't do and get back-to-back back over six years national accreditation at 100%. That's, a, that's almost unheard of. Sheriff, is the suggestion that
1: the people who may disagree with you are, um, and may vote against you in this election, that they're all, quote-unquote, pro-criminal? Your last competitive election against John Quinn, I think he got about 40-some-odd percent of the vote. So is, it, is, half, the, is half of Bristol County pro-criminal?
0: I didn't say that. I was saying the people that are making these kinds of assertions. Uh, okay. Look, I respect anybody's right to vote for whoever they want. I've always said... If well, the people... But would you say your opponent is pro-sex offender? Well, that that I, I think that has to do with a, 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 a objection he made to the city council in Attleboro. Right? They, they were trying is, to stop sex offenders. Is from the order.
3: implication of what he's said that he's in favor of the rights of sex offenders to, um, to use public libraries? In fact... Sheriff, have you ever been asked by Attleboro City Council in a public meeting if you, in fact, are a sex offender? I know your opponent has. Have you ever been asked that question?
0: No. Okay. No. But I I think what you're referring to has to do with, I guess there was some ordinance they were doing or something, and he felt that they were wrong to to try to prevent... Sex offenders went to parks, and but what I'm saying is, saying is that, people
1: might agree with your corre- disagree with your correctional philosophies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, uh, you know, um, encouraging crime or pro criminal. They might just um, feel as though that your philosophies aren't as compassionate as ones that they'd prefer.
0: Well. Let me. Let me. And, I, and I'll respect the fact that they feel that way. But the only compassion that I want to be measured by is my compassion for the people who are going to be the victims, and making sure I'm doing everything I can to prevent them and their families from being harmed. That's the compassion I need to show in my job as a sheriff, in fulfilling my obligation to maximize the use of this office. In public safety. You keep people safe. That's my fundamental well, responsibility. Well,
1: those things aren't mutually exclusive, uh, are they? I mean, you can, you can show compassion for people who are inmates who might have done things that are wrong, uh, things that are morally objectionable, uh, and also feel compassion for the victims. And
0: I do. I absolutely do. And I, I, I think that that's appropriate. And that, that's why my compassion... You know when I I know a kid was sitting on a stoop and his parents were pushing drugs up and down the street at four years old, and he ended up growing up into adulthood and committing crimes because he really didn't get the guidance. Of course, I have compassion for that. That's why I do what I do and took the playtime out of there and said, no, we're going to focus on rehabilitation because if somebody else didn't help you along the way in life, that's my job. My job's not to punish people. When they come there, my job's not to set them up for failure. When I took over, I said the great failure in this country is that prisons... We're basically just saying, hey, look, if you come here, you can hang out, watch TV, lift weights. And as long as you don't, you're quiet, you don't cause problems, you're all set. What a failure. What a failure, right? You want to deal with recidivism, do it at the front end before kids ever walk through the front door like we are, right? The job of a sheriff isn't just there. Of course, we want it while we got him. I've always said, when I took over, I said, I want to add our job, all of us. Not to punish them, but to make sure while they're with us, however long, if it's only six months, many of them on average, um, that we're doing everything we can to add life skill tools to their toolbox so they're better equipped when they leave, get on a trajectory, and never come back. And if it isn't enough, because six months might not be enough time for the programs they're in, for the problems they have, or the challenges, when they come back, we better add more more tools to that toolbox.
1: You're expecting them to come back?
0: Not all, but but the realities are they a number of them do. And and so when they do though, our job is not to judge that they came back. Our job is to judge whether or not we're putting more tools in that okay. toolbox so eventually they don't walk through that door again. That's success in this business. And it's always been my goal from day 1 in addition to making sure when they get out, they don't continue the life of crime and fight But, but I
1: just what the you, the suggestion isn't six months as it might be too lenient of a sentence or something like no, that. No, I was just the, 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 the you're, you're, average. You're, you're okay because your model of right. It's the is it that is that the average of people who, who are committed to yes, six the, to eight months. Yeah, six so, to eight months. So yeah.
0: You, I'm, I'm saying in the context if you didn't have a if you didn't if you had, a, um, you know, you needed to get your your high school, you know, your uh, high set or you you wanted you wanted to get into some other type of trade. Um, six months might not be enough time to really develop that t- before you got out. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to either continue on the outside, and some won't. Some won't continue in their substance abuse program.
1: Are you saying it's too difficult uh, if someone has a shorter sentence to um, uh, effectively reenter them into society?
0: What I'm saying is, if you okay, if you went to school for six months versus a year, right? You're probably going to have a little bit less benefit than you would if you didn't. So, but I'm not saying, I'm not saying that,
1: well, it sounds like a, that sounds like an argument for, for lengthier sentencing.
0: No, it sounds like an argument that when somebody comes, a, a matter of fact, that if you're only in a, in the school for half a year, that you're probably not going to get the benefit for the whole year. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, you're, you're, it's a, a simple fact, right? I'm not saying, you know, you have to go to school for a year. Yeah. I'm saying if you only go to school for, for, for six months, you're not going to get the benefit you would if you did 12. I'm not, this, is not, this is not translating into my saying you should, you know, it's too short a sentence. Okay.
1: Logically, I mean, logically, and, and you know, I'm not necessarily an expert on this. Logically, someone who's, who's serving a shorter sentence probably did something that's maybe uh, less serious, less depraved, maybe someone who's maybe a bit less troubled. So wouldn't it, wouldn't that necessarily mean you'd need, uh, you know, not as much effort around getting that person reentered as you might have for someone who's serving a lengthier sentence?
0: No, that's why we do. That's why each person that comes in is interviewed by a caseworker to determine what exactly their needs are and then tracked all the way through by the caseworker. Those are each individual person coming in. I mean, to suggest that they're less troubled, because you know they they're, they're there for six months is not necessarily so. There could be, there could be you, you would know this plea deals right, pleading yeah. down from a, from a more serious crime. So so that, that, that's you know that we look at the individual and we and we do our assessments when they come in to make sure that we're channeling them toward things that they really need help with. That's that's our job. That's what we do. Our social workers are great. They do that and then. Of course, the corrections officers, get, make sure they go to the programs, get them to the way they need to be. That's that's how it works. We're on the team.
1: 508 and six oh five hundred is how you get the program. Appreciate you guys waiting patiently on the line for Sheriff Hodgson. Uh, we're going to take a break and when we get back, uh, he will take your calls.
0: 1420
3: WBN. And we're back. So uh, the, you're listening to South Coast tonight with Marcus Ferrer and Chris McCarthy. Cut off me off your conversations. We have Sheriff Hodgson um, here. You're, you can give us a call at 508 996 I know we've patiently had people
1: holding The Marcus. phone lines are actually full, so good evening. You're live with Sheriff Hodgson. Yes, good
5: evening. Hi, caller. Uh, Sheriff Hodgson, thank you for your service. I will probably cast my vote for you on November 8th. Probably? Oh, thank you, caller. Probably. I will cast my vote for oh, you. Oh, thank you, caller. Uh, I appreciate that the reason I, the reason I'm calling, I do have a question. Uh, last week in New York City, there was an EMT, a twenty five year veteran oh, yeah. who was also a first responder to nine eleven who was stabbed to death. Yeah. The very same day, there were local politicians going around in some of the businesses in New York City. They were handing out index cards to the business owners, and they were just asking them, "Would you please consider calling three one one before you call nine one one? They would have social workers respond to the immediate problem. Yeah. And my only question to you, Sheriff, and no disrespect at all to social workers, are we going to stop putting Kevlar vests on social workers, and, pack, and are we going to stop packing sidearms?
0: Yeah, you know, this is this is, in my view, this is really bad policy, and it's it's an additional undermining of law enforcement's responsibilities to do what they were they were expected to do which is use their their skills and their talents to minimize the chance that people are going to get hurt and and the the idea of calling social workers social workers aren't trained like police officers they don't you know
1: or vice versa right police officers aren't trained as like social workers either doesn't new bedford uh new bedford police department have a program that has social
0: workers dispatched to certain um scenes there may be to certain scenes i'm not sure what scenes they do but but depending on the circumstance if if it's somebody that needs you know guidance or substance abuse you know uh guidance to to go to a program that's one thing but if you're responding to calls where there's there's violence or other things going on that's that's a serious problem and it's a serious liability issue you can't you can't have people coming up on scenes where you got somebody that's that's acting out maybe has weapons inside and have them go knock on the door and say listen you know i'm going to talk to you right yeah i mean there's a role for that part and, and, and law enforcement, we do a lot more in the way of how we communicate to people, you know, talking to them, talking them down, diffusing situations, we're trained to do those things social workers, they're great They that's what they do every day um, and there may be circumstances where they could be used, but to just have them calling them first and, and these kinds of circumstances in my view, is not good policy right Everybody's got to be protecting, particularly the social workers, going to a scene like that. You want to make sure it's done properly, it's well thought out, and it's not um, putting them at risk.
5: Thanks for I the call. my call. Thanks, Thanks for the caller. call.
1: Appreciate it. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. I am? Yep.
6: Hi. I just want to talk about accountability, uh, particularly the suicide that happened this weekend with all the talk about how much um, you're caring for the community, which I understand. Uh, What about the men that are under your watch? It seems preposterous that someone with this um, history was put on 15 minute watches instead of being attended to. And it's just part of a pattern in your jail. Well, you have you've had a one quarter of all suicides in the state's 13 counties have been happened, have happened at at the Bristol County jails.
0: Well, what and I would over tell you the last yeah, sure, year. So yeah. what I would tell you is, number one, I'm going to start with the, the, the incident that just happened. You just said how our officers could have allowed something like that to happen. Your 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 complaint is probably more legitimate talking to Cape Cod hospital as to why they did a psychological evaluation on the guy. And, uh, well, wait, let me finish. Yeah. Me. Well, you me hold, hold on. Please hold let on. Just finish. let the, let let the sheriff finish, respond. Please. Yeah. Let, let the finish. sheriff respond. They did a psychological evaluation on the guy. They sent the paperwork to us from the hospital saying he had been cleared for police custody. My people, if you should be celebrating them, not criticizing them, because when that person was brought to us, nobody told us that, There was anything about Bridgewater or any of these other places. They just simply did what they did when they gave us the paper from the hospital saying he's cleared for police custody. When that is done, that meets the standard, and it gives us no indication that we should put this person on a special mental health watch. On top of that, my people, when somebody's brought in regardless, do a questionnaire. That questionnaire asks, do you feel like you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to commit suicide? And the person, person. let me finish, please. Sorry. Let me finish, please. And the person said no. So the hospital didn't give us any indication, right, even though they did a psych evaluation. My officers, it was reaffirmed. But what my officer did and why you should be, my lieutenant, in making a decision, why you should be commending him and not criticizing him is that he chose, based on the severity of the crime and the fact that it had been in the press that it was a high-profile crime, let's go an extra step, even though we're not required by policy or procedure to do it, because we don't have any indication this guy's got, got a problem, he's been cleared, and let's put him in a, in a Ferguson, take his clothes away and make, put him in a Ferguson so he can't do anything if he ever decided down the road he wanted to. So, so we did everything by every standard nationally and otherwise, and with the indications of what we got from the mental health experts, so the problem isn't with my people, and there's and the and the other suicides you're talking well, about. If we let do. me. Wait, I'm almost finished. I'm one, almost finished. One second. I know. Uh, and the other the other problem is that you've suggested about the suicides, we've had more suicides than other sheriff's offices. The suicides is a problem in correction facilities across the nation. The fact that we have a different population in Bristol County than a lot of other counties have with regards to mental health and drugs raises the risks and concerns. But the thing I will tell you is those suicides, you can't show me where our people failed and didn't follow procedure. People that commit suicide will do everything they can to not give you any indication, and there is nothing within our operation or within our staff in those suicides that you can say, hey, you didn't do this right, you need to do it differently because they're all independently investigated, and we have national uh, inspectors come in and certify us going through soup to nuts, all of our files, mental health, medical, everything. We have been nationally accredited by the National Commission on Correctional Health Care for, for the last, I don't know, five, ten inspections that we've had over over my career here and so so it's not about our people not doing their job it's about the the difficulties of having people inside prison settings that that may have mental health issues or eventually want to commit suicide for whatever the reasons think- are. Can yes, I ever you, speak
6: again? Well, you spoke uh, a long time, ma'am. I
0: want to answer the question completely. You asked me. Let me finish answering the two things that you you, you alleged which were not true. Now you can speak. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um,
6: you know, it is just hard, inconceivable, that with the process that is described in the Boston Globe, that none of your, or yourself, or whoever is in the top position in that jail when someone is entering did not know that history of them trying to get him into Bridgewater. Are you calling and me a liar, man? Are you
0: calling me a liar? Because that's what it sounds uh, like you're doing. I just gave you the facts. We had oh, no information.
6: Oh, oh, and so you're going to turn it on me? No, I'm, no, you're I'm man. You're accusing me.
0: You, you just accused me. Basically of lying, because what you said was, you got to tell me it's it's inconceivable. If you don't want to believe it, I can't help you. I gave you the facts. All right. right. Hey, man, we we got a bunch of calls to get to. Appreciate you calling in. I gave her the facts. Okay. She, She didn't like hearing the truth. And she wants to continue well, going well, on. I
1: think. I think the. I. I didn't see the Globe article. Uh, to be honest with you, I guess they must have criticized the job that you were doing. I know prisoners' legal services. The Boston Globe. Surprise. Um, <laughs> Surprise. I know the. I know the. Surprise. Pri- they don't I, have the facts. If they did, I know prisoners' legal service had said that someone. Uh, they. The. They. They said that, uh, that someone should have been on a constant eyeball and not just a fifteen-minute rotating. Services,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, of course, they can have their opinions, but look at the procedures. Look at you did, did they say anything about Cape Cod? Never should should have sent the guy that they, they, they did a psych evaluation. Never should have cleared him and gave us wrong information. Did they say that? My people are not mental health clinicians. We rely on the, on the on the mental health clinicians as we should. But again, go back to what information were we given? What we, was consistent when the guy our guy interview, interviewed him and he said I don't have any any suicidal tendencies. What more would you expect my my person to do? Call the hospital and say, "Why, you know, are you sure about this report?" Of course not. That we our job is to make sure they're clear. They were cleared and we even went an extra step that we didn't have to do. So, how about maybe some people might say, "Hey, congratulations to that lieutenant. I'm proud of him. He right. went over and above even though he didn't have to and there's no indication he should other than he just had this sense because it was a high-profile case in publicity that it was it was smarter just to put him in that. What about the toilet paper? Should that have been in the cell? If it were a mental health watch, it probably wouldn't have been other than we'd give them just a very small amount. If they want them more, they got to tell us. But that's the problem. If you don't, if, if there's no indication to our people from, from, and particularly after you had a psych evaluation in a hospital, it has a psych words telling you he's all set to be, he's cleared for, for police custody. What, why would what, why would you why would you then go and take this procedure away we wouldn't do that for, for everybody so sheriff as, as i'm listening to you i'm listening to you as a layman um
3: what i'm hearing is that basically this guy went to the doctor for cancer the doctor cleared him of cancer they brought him to your facility and he died And it's not your fault he had cancer yeah. and the doctor didn't tell you I mean, that, that's about as simple as it gets, that, really. I I mean, I, I hate to put as fine a point on it, and it's sad as hell that a guy who just killed his mother is now dead.
1: Of but, course it, but, well, it doesn't uh, matter what he did, right? Because it speaks to a, an issue of... of I said, a, it's, be- sad. Yeah, I said okay, it's sad. Yeah, okay, all right. That a guy who yeah, just killed his mother and burned her body It doesn't matter what lawn. he did, though. It doesn't matter what I just he said did. it's sad. Okay, all right. But, well, but the fact of the, whole that it matters, is, was the yeah.
3: guy. the guy was evaluated by medical professionals yes. who didn't tell you he had a medical issue, so you didn't treat him for a medical issue that he had, Mental health and now right. he's dead. Right. It'd be no different than if the doctors hadn't told you that he had cancer, and then he woke up in the morning he died of cancer. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not it's your... It's a great analogy. Right, I mean, that that's, that's all a, I'm, that's that's what a what a I'm hearing, I, because I, a lot of this is, it's new to me, it's, yep. you know, and um, so we're hearing a lot of important conversation here, but at the end of the day, all the technical stuff aside,
0: that's what happened. Yeah, but I think I think what's pretty notable here, and I think in fairness, look, people can have their opinions. Of course, I, I think it's pretty obvious that you, the people that have called and tried to blame our people right. have not said one word about how outraged they are about the hospital exactly. not not giving exactly. us information that would have exactly. told us something, and and instead would like, and I think we all know the reason why that is. I hope hopefully some of those people that had missing you know misinformation or didn't have enough information right. now will be. Um, very fair about it and realized that, wait a minute, maybe I should have been commending that lieutenant over at the Sheriff's Office for them following the proper procedures and doing the right things. Right. Alright,
1: we've got to take a break. Listen to us live. Welcome back. Uh, we're with Sheriff Hodgson. We've got a few minutes left. Let's go straight to the phones. Good evening, you're live.
6: Hi, um, you just said that
1: You, call, you, you d- called in already. I'm sorry. I've got full phone lines. Right. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just call. Good right. evening, you're live. Oliver, but go on. Good evening, you're live.
5: Good evening, gentlemen. Hi,
1: caller. Hey.
5: How are you? Good. Sheriff, Good. Sheriff quickly, Mike Lima speaking here. I just want to let you know that I can remember back in about 2008 when you implemented us coming in, and I'm talking about the Career Center in New Bedford, coming in once every 45 days and speaking to the peop- uh, your inmates that were only had 30 days left, and giving them the rundown of where they could go look for work and get all the systems they needed out in the community. So I know for a fact there's no way you drop people off in the middle of... Uh,
0: yeah, we appreciate that. You know, that's that that's, was an important component of the whole program, Thanks for the, call, the Mike. Program, Mike. Um, we, that's he's, he's, he's right. You know, and we, we've even grown that even more now. Um, where we are reentry people are in the community. So, and and we're going to be announcing something very soon. That'll be the first in the Commonwealth to do, uh, that's been worked on regarding their ability to get access after they're out to medical, um, to medical treatment via zoom. Um, and, and, um, and right away. So, so we'll, we'll be announcing that pretty soon as well. But th- these are all things that evolve as as the demands uh, create themselves. And things do change in the sure. prison settings. You know, the mental health stuff, the, the drug issues, all these things are all all constantly evolving. You have to pivot with them.
1: I'm, ta- I'm going to take a break now so we can finish yeah. out the hour. Uh, yeah.
0: 1420 WBS. This is McCarthy, Sheriff Hodgson. We got one
1: more phone call to fit in. Hey, Collie, just got to keep it tight.
6: Okay. Um, I was just wondering if the sheriff could give some kind of a... Um, percentage on how many people in the jail are in there for drug-related offenses. And I did also just want to comment on the fact that a lot of people's questions, you know, that were negative were acting as though people shouldn't, you know, with compassion. They're saying compassion, but I like the way the sheriff, you know, made the fact that the compassion is for the people on the outside and the compassion on the inside doesn't mean leniency and slouching around in there. compassion means to get them you know doing the right thing when they get back out Th-
0: thanks well, with, I, I do like that thanks for the call yeah thank you call yeah and and 80 approximately 80 percent of the people yeah, that that are in our sense. facilities across the country are in there as a result of drug related issues yeah yep. and that's why you know the programming is so important and yes it is about compassion right compassion for those who who have these addictions these substance addictions who are really sort of you know locked by that and we try to get them unlocked to be able to go out and live a life free of drug dependency we we do vivitrol of course right we, Vivitrol, we offer Vivitrol. We offer um, you know, counseling. We offer. We, we work with Stepping Stone and all these other places to, to get them into those places to, for continuum of care. We've been doing that for years, and we continue to do it and grow it everywhere we can. Sheriff, uh,
1: one more question before we go, and we appreciate you coming sure. on and taking the calls. Sure. Um, and We're, we're going to see you back uh, in a couple of weeks, October 19th, for one of the debates. Looking forward now, to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, your opponent re- uh, released a poll. It was in uh, Politico's playbook. It showed that this race was a uh, statistical dead heat with you, with two points ahead, with a statistical margin for five points, right? Uh It's an internal poll, so take it with a grain of salt. Oh, I did. What's your your feeling on the competitiveness of this race? Do you think it's a close race?
0: Um, I don't even look at that. What I look at is whether or not um, I'm out there talking to the people and giving them the information they need uh, to know what we're doing, and he can offer whatever information he wants so that they ultimately can make uh, their own decision about who they believe is best uh, to be their sheriff to keep them safe and protect them, and uh, and you know anybody could speculate. I, yeah,
1: of course. Well, how's your internal polling look?
0: I would I would tell you our internal polling is is um, is uh, very different. Than, okay. Than my opponents, and um, but but we don't. I don't. We don't put polls out there. Look, these polls are meant to we'll try. If they're good, you should. It's well, no. We, we we don't we they're only a snapshot in time but but people will use polls okay to try to raise money that's what that that's the whole point to try to get people to believe that hey look if you invest in me it's really close or whatever i'm not saying that's their motive i'm just telling you that that's not an uncommon thing they do before you, before you go sheriff uh, if people are interested in your campaign how do they see your website what you want yeah website? just go to sheriffhatchson.com sheriffhatchson.com and you can learn all about what's going on all the activities that are happening And um, and all the all the great programs my staff are are, are doing inside the inside our operations it's an ongoing thing and I'm very proud of them.
1: Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. We'll see you guys on the phone. Good job, guys. Thank 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 you.